and... This is Viewpoint with attorney and author Chuck Chrismeyer. Viewpoint is a one-hour talk show confronting the issues of America's heart and home. And now with today's edition of Viewpoint, here is Chuck Chrismeyer. Strap yourself into your historic chariot. Put on a head restraint, a seat belt, and get ready for the journey into the abyss. Agenda 21 is a U.N. action program that was adopted by 182 countries as early as 1992 at the Conference on Environment and Development in Rio de Janeiro. It contains specific developmental and environmental policy recommendations for action in the 21st century, that's our century. With the 2030 Agenda adopted by the U.N. in 2015, The goals of Agenda 21 were then further developed in line with the challenges that had grown worldwide and now applied equally to all countries. The U.N. General Assembly resolution states, quote, We are resolved to free the human race from the tyranny of poverty and want and to heal and secure our planet. We are determined to take the bold and transformative steps which are urgently needed to shift the world onto a sustainable and resilient path, and we pledge that no one will be left behind. In other words, be prepared, friends, because your chariot is going to be carrying you, whether you want to or not, into a new world order. The concepts of Agenda 21, Agenda 2030, and the Great Reset represent plans closely tied to the COVID-19 crisis that is now being superseded by the climate crisis. And indeed, friends, you have no idea what you are about to experience. It's called absolute power. The next phase of the New World Order, Absolute Power, the World Health Organization, has started drafting a global pandemic treaty on pandemic preparedness that would grant it absolute power over global biosecurity, such as the power to implement digital identities, vaccine passports, mandatory vaccinations, travel restrictions, standardized medical care, and more. This treaty will change the global landscape and strip you and all of us of many of our most basic rights and freedoms. And the World Health Organization Pandemic Treaty is a direct attack on the sovereignty of its member states as well as a direct attack on your bodily autonomy. In other words, the World Health Organization is seeking to monopolize health care worldwide, and it is said that he who controls the health system or your health will control you. Under the guise of a global pandemic, the World Health Organization, WHO, and the World Economic Forum have all installed leaders in government and private businesses were able to roll out a plan that had already been decades in the making, and the pandemic was a perfect cover for it. In the name of keeping everyone safe from infection, The globalists justified unprecedented attacks on democracy, civil liberties, and personal freedoms, including the right to choose your own medical treatment. And now, the World Health Organization is gearing up to make its pandemic leadership permanent, extended into the healthcare systems of every nation, 
and eventually implement a universal or socialist-like health care system as part of the so-called Great Reset, which is a euphemism for the New World Order or Global Government. So I welcome you to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. It's conversation as always with ever-increasing conviction, talk that transforms. And friends, you are going to discover why in heaven's name and on this earth, this program continues to apprise you of what is developing, but also why and what you and I need to do about it. This is not a source of font of information alone. This information that we provide to you is for your preparation and transformation. Make no mistake about it. Jesus gave us the truth about tribulation. He warned about tribulation. He said, in the world you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer, I've overcome the world. So he made it clear that the reason for his warning was so that you and I might have peace in him. You might say, well, when you share these things, I don't have peace. I have disconcertion and anxiety. Yes, and the less you know about these things and have confidence and trust in the Lord and in him alone, you will have increasing anxiety, and that's exactly the point. Today, someone shared with me that, wow, as you look at things that are taking place, it is so frightening, it is so disconcerting, it's so uh, chaotic and unstabling, destabling, whatever you want to call it. I said, yes, that's true. And that's why Jesus warned us about it. Jesus, in his love and care and compassion for you and for me, warned us in advance of what was coming. Why? So that you and I might be prepared. Prepared for what? Prepared for exactly the things that he warned about. Prepared for persecution. Prepared for threats against every aspect of life that you thought was common to humankind. And now, a substitute, a dramatic substitute for trusting God to trusting a globalized universal government in which they compel you to trust or else at the point of the sword, so to speak. It reminds me of the words of Robert Winthrop, one of our earlier founders, who said, we will either be governed by a power within or by a power without, either by the Bible or by the bayonet. Friends, people don't trust people who trust the Bible and God these days. They think the only way that they can provide you peace on earth is through the bayonet. Jesus said, in me you will have peace. But they say, no, we're going to provide the way or the path to peace. Universal government, universal health care, not just in the country, but in the world. And we will make it happen. Reminds me also of the words of James Paul Wardberg back in 1950 when he addressed the United States Congress. And he said, we will have global government whether you want it or not. We will either have it by your consent or by force. 
That's right, back in 1950. Tribulation doesn't promote peace. We know that. So why would the Prince of Peace give such a word of warning? The warning was given precisely because Jesus knew that the prof- that professing him as Messiah and his Savior and King would bring peace in the heart, but not necessarily in the home, and certainly not in human society at large. So this threshold truth is largely ignored and even denied, even among professing Christians, pastors, parachurch leaders, in the headlong pursuit of church growth, marketing the faith to an increasingly fickle flock. After all, we got to give the people what they want, right? Have it your way, said Burger King. Well, maybe that mantra is the new message from God. Or is it? We'll be back. Once upon a time, children could pray and read their Bibles in school. Divorces were practically unknown, as was child abuse. In our once great America, virginity and chastity were popular virtues, and homosexuality was an abomination. So what happened in just one generation? Hi, I'm Chuck Chris Meyer, and I urge you to join me daily on Viewpoint, where we discuss the most challenging issues touching our hearts and homes. Could America's moral slide relate to the Fourth Commandment? Listen to Viewpoint on this radio station or anytime at saveus.org. Yes, we are being drawn into the abyss of absolute power by a government that is usurping the role of God while dismissing those who believe in the God of the Bible and in his son, Jesus Christ, as haters. Yes, you have it correct. So, Jesus promised persecution to his followers. He said, if they have persecuted me, they're going to persecute you. But who is they? Who's that word they? Well, we have to answer that question. And Jesus, the true Christ, answered it with clarity that most find to be confusing. In fact, the answers our Lord gave to this question concerning the sources of tribulation help us to understand why true believers must prepare for tribulation. You say, well, I'm out of here. My pastor told me I'm out of here. Really? Then why did Jesus warn about tribulation? Who was he warning? Who were the, who did the apostle Paul warn? Who did all of the other apostles warn? You see, Western Christians are paralyzed in our ability to recognize the need to prepare for trying times. We really are even to accept the need to identify the coming imposter. So, you might ask the question, what is tribulation? The Greek word for that is phlipsis, which means pressure. Pressure. And the pressure is increasing. Can you feel it yet? You see, when you put a pressure cooker on the stove... You don't hear the steam coming out at first because the heat is building inside. But when the heat starts to really build up inside, that's when the pressure cooker begins to do its work. And the reason why it cooks more quickly is because of the pressure. That's what tribulation is doing to our world. And as we continue on today with the 
minimal things that I'm going to share with you here on this program, you are going to discover how that pressure is building rapidly right in front of your eyes, whether you see it or not, whether you're willing to see it or not. And why would we do this? Is it to strike fear into your heart? No. It's to give us a choice to either walk by faith or walk by the tyranny of fear. That's why Jesus warned us. He did not want you and me to be triggered in our lives continually by fear. He wanted us to fear God, not to fear man, because the fear of man is a snare. You don't want to be snared, do you? Of course not. But most Christians are going to be snared. They already are snared because they refuse to agree with God refuse to agree with Jesus' assessment. They think and are being told by their pastors, easy believism of, I'm out of here. I don't have to worry about all of the warnings of Scripture because they don't apply to me. In other words, you're so special that nobody else in the world, in history, that has had to endure persecution is like you. Hmm. Then what do you make of all of those great warriors in history, the warriors of faith there in the book of Hebrews, chapter 11, the great faith chapter, the majority of whom never saw the promises but had to look at them afar off while they were being persecuted and lost their lives. Why do you think the scripture says, be strong in the Lord and the power of his might? Because the test is coming. It is a test so great and so severe that most will not endure it. But God in his mercy and by his grace, that's his enabling power to equip and enable us to do his will in spite or despite all that's going on, despite all of the circumstances. He extends his heart, his will, his his love, and his compassion to you, and he says, look, I'm telling you what is going to happen. Please listen and prepare yourself. Remember, there were five foolish virgins and five wise virgins, all preparing for the wedding. They were all preparing for the wedding, friends. They believed that there was going to be a wedding to come, which is a an image of or a metaphor for the final wedding supper of the Lamb. Jesus gave this parable for a reason, so that you and I would understand that not everybody who says in him, Lord, Lord, is going to inherit the kingdom. Not everybody who's going to church, not everybody who says, I believe in the second coming, not everybody who believes in those things is going to be saved. Not everybody. Why? Because they don't really trust God. In the moment of testing, they will fail. In the moment of the trial, under pressure, under thlipsis, under tribulation, they will collapse. And they'll receive the mark of the beast. Speaking of that, we'll talk about that a little bit later here in the program today. 
But I want to make it very clear why we talk about these things. And you say, wow, that's really scary. Well, yes, in one sense it is. Do you think it wasn't scary for Jesus to go to the cross? It was so scary for him that he sweat great. uh, It was as if his very perspiration were drops of blood. Yeah, it was scary. But he had to be prepared to endure tribulation. That's what Jesus endured in the Garden of Gethsemane. Tribulation. Pressure. He was called to do the will of the Father. And he prayed, Father, if it is all possible, deliver me from this. Nevertheless, not my will, but your will. Are you willing to pray that kind of a prayer? You see, yours truly here is having to deal with exactly the same thing. My wife and I talk about these things. We're trying to prepare our our daughters, our grandchildren, and so on. Not all of them are as on board as we wish they were. You have the same situation in your family, I'm sure. But we're doing our best to be faithful to the calling to prepare the way of the Lord for history's final hour. That's what we're doing here on Viewpoint as we have launched into our 28th year on the air. And I hope that those of you who are new listeners in a variety of places around the country and around the world will come on board and help us become a partner with us so that your voice can speak through this radio program that God has allowed to uh, continue against every conceivable odd against every conceivable financial odd, any other odd that we're still on the air today. It's amazing. It's a miracle. But God is relying upon you, his people, to enable that message to go out, not commercial support. Because commercial support will not support this message. In order to receive their dollars, they will insist that we not deliver this message. You get the point. Now, are you ready? I told you to anchor your seatbelt, put on a shoulder harness, and get ready for a wild chariot journey. Here we go. This is today's news. Biden demanding a remote kill switch for your new car. Biden demanding a remote kill switch for your new car. Do you have any idea what the significance of this is? Why this would be? Well, he recently signed into law a requirement that all vehicles produced after 2026, that's four years from now, be fitted with a remote kill switch. All right, let's put the time frame in there. That's four years from now and four years from 2030, which is Agenda 2030, which is the moment when the Great Reset is to be fulfilled. That is, the launching of the New World Order, the New World Government. Why would it be important 
to have a kill switch in your new car. Why would the government demand that? Well, let's think about it. By the way, electric vehicles are already equipped with this capacity, whether you knew it or not. And the corporations now can sell you a product for tens or even hundreds of thousands of dollars and then prevent you from even using them. And if this law is not challenged or repealed, these kill switches will have a back door that allows government agencies to shut down your vehicle remotely. Now, why would they do that? Well, there are several reasons why you could imagine that they might do it. For instance, the real agenda, climate hysteria, is clear. That is, climate change fear mongers want all of us poorer and unable to travel and commute as we see fit. And with the Biden administration's intentional policy of high gas prices, well, then why not just have the ability to shut down your vehicle? That way you won't uh, be using gas at all. In fact, you won't even be using electricity at all. Which, by the way, doesn't come out of nowhere. It comes out of coal plants and other sources of electricity, including batteries that require the precious minerals of lithium and cobalt that are becoming scarce. In other words, if there is to be a global government, that government has to have absolute power to control where you go and when you go, or not. Hence, kill switches for all new cars after 2026. Are you feeling better yet? Are you going to be raptured out before that happens? You haven't been raptured out yet, have you? No. The pastor Bunsen, who was in a Turkish jail for a, a couple of years, he wasn't raptured out of that experience. We'll hear more from him in a few minutes. You see, there's a reality, friends, that American Christians are not willing to face, and they're being, shall we say, prepared not to endure, but to skate. They're not being prepared to endure, they're being prepared to skate, to avoid, and it ain't going to be possible. It isn't going to be possible. You can run, but you won't be able to hide. No amount of gold and silver that you can hoard and that you are being told has can, can insulate you from government control is going to save you from the coming globalist government. You are told that government has no control over your gold and silver, which is absolutely an untruth, because the private ownership of gold and silver was outlawed years ago. You might recall. Check it out in your history book. Also, we were took, taken off the gold standard in 1971 by a Republican called Richard M. Nixon. 
We lost our foundation in gold in 1971 by a Republican's action. Therefore, our currency lost its value and has been continuing to lose its value ever since. And now the American reserve currency that has enabled us to rise above the rest of the world is being stripped away. Joe Biden is assisting that so that we will become absorbed like all the other countries in the world into this new global order. So we're re-examining the whole concept of tribulation today. And the word associated with tribulation is antichrist, right? That through the promise and pursuit of peace, the prophet Daniel said he will destroy many. Who are the many that he will destroy? If he destroys them, how can they be destroyed if they're raptured? There is so much more about Chuck Chris Meyer and Save America Ministries on our website, saveus.org. For example, under the marriage section, God has marriage on his mind. Chuck has some great resources to strengthen your marriage. First off, a fact sheet on the state of the marital union, a fact sheet on the state of ministry, marriage, and morals. Saveus.org. Marriage, divorce, and remarriage. What does the Bible really teach about this? Find all of this at saveus.org. Also, a letter to pastors, the Hosea Project, saveus.org, and many more resources to strengthen your marriage. It's all on Chuck's website, saveus.org. Again, you can listen to Chuck's Viewpoint broadcast live and archived. Save America Ministries website at saveus.org. Welcome back to Viewpoint. I'm Chuck Chris Meyer. Yes, I believe in a rapture. For those of you who are listening and say, does he not believe in a rapture? Yes, I do believe in the rapture. In fact, the Apostle Paul writes that we are not going to be subject to the wrath of God. There's nowhere in the scripture that says we're not going to be subject to the wrath of man. Nowhere. Now, there are some who God delivered from the wrath of man under extraordinary circumstances, like Daniel in the lion's den, like the three Hebrew children in the fiery furnace, and so on. But if you read Hebrews chapter 11, you find out the majority were not delivered. The last, uh, say, 10, 15 verses of Hebrews chapter 11 make it very clear that the majority of those who were true followers of the Lord were not delivered. They had to suffer. They had to suffer persecution. The apostle Peter, you ought to read First and Second Peter. He talks about suffering. We don't preach about that anymore. Why? Because it doesn't market well. It doesn't sell well. It doesn't go along with the church growth movement. It doesn't go along with the seeker-sensitive movement. It doesn't go along with building huge $100 million cathedrals to our to memorialize our greatness. Now, I want to make available to you my book, Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Imposter. When you read this book, you are going to find out the real story, both in history 
now and what is coming, all tied together in ways that you probably have never, ever considered. But God wants you to consider those things. $22 will put the book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org, Antichrist. How to identify the coming imposter. We can say the soon coming imposter, because, friends, these things are happening right in front of our faces right now. This is not something pie in the sky. This is not something in the dim, dark future. This is not something of conspiracy theory. This is happening right now, and there's an unholy boldness that has arisen now that is causing the, uh, the snakes of hell, so to speak, to come out of the closet and be bold to carry on their agenda. They are so bold that as a result of what happened in, in 2020, when the so-called pandemic took hold, and Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci stood before America and orchestrated you into as fear mongers to submit to draconian measures of wearing of masks perpetually and isolation from others, including from your church and so on. And Dr. Burks came out and boldly stated what should have been obvious. She said, we were shocked that the American people were so easily willing to submit to our demands. including Christians, including their pastors. It wasn't about health. It was about control. It was about absolute control and setting the stage now. All of that has been set, and they know that the majority of people will succumb to the pressure. They will. Get a copy of the book, Antichrist, How to Identify the Coming Imposter. $22 on our website, saveus.org. That's saveus.org. Give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA, 1-800-SAVE-USA, or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. So what is Tribulation. Tribulation is a very religious-sounding word for trouble, increasing trouble that becomes increasingly troubling. And it involves every aspect of life at some level, and it occurs by degree. And not everyone at every moment in every location or nation is going to experience this accelerating sense of trouble equally or the same manifestations, yet there's going to be an overarching perception that the world is changing very quickly and with greater negative impact than normally expected throughout the world. So what it does, it breeds a profound sense that something serious is happening that we find difficult to put our finger on and yet is very real. And yet, as humans, we are prone to accommodate to it. Why is that? Why is it that Christians are prone to accommodate to it? Because we're human beings, friends. 
And we, we live in the flesh. If we would live in the spirit, we would not be walking in fear. But for the most part, we don't live in the spirit. We live in the flesh. And of the flesh, it reaps corruption to our spirit. So we become gripped by what some people call the normalcy bias. So what's that? The normalcy bias is a belief that people hold when facing disaster, which they can't bring themselves to face. It causes people to underestimate both the likelihood of a disaster and its possible effects because people believe that things will always function the way they things have always functioned or have been perceived to function. So that normalcy bias serves to prevent people from facing potential realities which they have not yet faced to such a degree or which they choose not to face. Notice the word choose. They choose not to face. It's one thing to be paralyzed by normalcy bias with regard to potential national disasters, for instance. But it's quite another thing to willfully deny, refuse to deliberate, and to casually or blithely cast all care aside so as to resist taking decisive action. And that's precisely the grave danger professing Christians face when confronted with the word tribulation. Now, we're going to shift from that that broad overview, and we're going to now look at some further illustrations that are taking place right in front of us this week. First, the Finnish parliament now has just approved, I believe it was today or yesterday, joining NATO. You say, well, what could that possibly have to do with any of this? Well, it has everything to do with it. Because you see, the attack of Russia on Ukraine also precipitated another whole dimension of development toward the global government. How so? Because those Baltic nations up there, in the North Sea and so on, those nations, Sweden and Finland and Norway, you know, they're, they're up there in Russian territory. They have their concerns. And so they have not become part of NATO, though, but now, under pressure, tribulation, fear of Russia and what's going on there, they are feeling compelled to join NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, which is a euphemism for the resurrecting Roman Empire of the Book of Daniel. Therefore, the Russian invasion of Ukraine has catapulted the so-called Western world into an intense movement to amalgamate those nations, all the Western nations, which can be identified as the great-grandchildren of the great Roman Empire of, of time before, of history, the Western world. They are now coming together to set the stage to become the new world order. 
It's happening right in front of us. And this very week, Finland decided to join. They've resisted, resisted, resisted. Now they've decided to join. Now let's talk about money. They say money makes the world go around. So let's talk about money. Bloomberg.com has this headline. Crypto revolution spurs central banks to design money's future. This came out yesterday. Central bank digital currencies called CBDCs are being tested or studied around the world. They've emerged amid the rise of thousands of cryptocurrencies, which are quickly disrupting traditional payment systems and pushing central bankers to innovate to compete. The International Monetary Fund, that's the Global Monetary Fund, friends, estimates that about a 100 countries have either rolled out these CBDCs or are considering them. That's more than half. That's about 60% of the nations of the world. Governments will be able to track the movement of central bank digital currencies easily. And it will help them to have complete surveillance over their citizens. Are you beginning to get the picture? The new global world order is emerging very quickly. And it's about control. It's about absolute control. And through the absolute control, they are promising they're going to eliminate poverty. They're going to eliminate every problem you have. In other words, they're going to become a surrogate God. All the promises that God has made to believers, they're going to soup, they're going to uh, second guess and they're going to become that for you, for the world. Such promises. They're going to lead you to a counterfeit promised land. I have in front of me the International Monetary Fund document, Central Bank Digital Currency, published February 9th, 2022. Right here. Oh, we've hardly scratched the surface yet. Hang in there, friend. Keep strapped into your chariot. There's more to come. Have you ever considered what the early church was like? Many people are developing a heart longing for a greater fulfillment in our practices as Christians. A recent study showed 53,000 people a week are leaving the back door of America's churches in frustration. What is going on? Why has there not been even a 1% gain among followers of Christ in the last 25 years? Could it be that God is seeking to restore first century Christianity for the 21st century? Jesus said, I'll build my church. Is Christ by his spirit stirring to prepare the church for the 21st century? The early church prayed together and broke bread from house to house. They were family, and it was said by all who observed, behold how they love one another. Incredible. But the same can be found right now. Go to saveus.org and click Sell Church. We can revive first century Christianity for the 21st century. It's about people, not programs. It's about a body, not a building. That's saveus.org. Click Sell Church. Absolute control as we head toward the abyss. Your chariot, my friend, is in deep trouble. Who's in control of your chariot? The new global government that is being moved very quickly? 
Klaus Schwab of the new of the Economic Forum says that by 2030 you will own nothing and be happy about it. That's their goal. To eliminate poverty, to eliminate everything that's negative on the earth and to create universal health, no sickness, no disease, every promise that God makes to you, government will fulfill. So they're going to need somebody to head it up. They're going to need somebody that's persuasive enough, charismatic enough, that the world will put its confidence and trust in to head up this system. And his title is called Antichrist. He's a counterfeit. And he's being set up as we speak. No, you don't know who it is. I don't know who it is. And that kind of speculation is not necessary. It's not even helpful. But what is helpful is to identify what he's like. And that's what my book, Antichrist, is about. How to identify the coming imposter. And this is not just a 50-page book. This is a 450-page book. I can guarantee you've never read anything like it. Guaranteed. It weaves together the biblical past, the historical past, the present, and the future, all from God's eternal perspective. And it will give you, as you read, it will give you a greater understanding of our times, but also, even more importantly, what God is expecting from you in these times. You see, that's the most important thing. As talk show hosts across the country interviewed me concerning this book, almost all of them commented, much to my pleasure, by the way, almost all of them commented that the thing that was so unusual about this book is not just the vast information that it contains, but the transformational focus. That it was about the reader, not just about the Antichrist, but about the reader and his or her role. How are we supposed to respond to this? That's what Jesus was concerned about. $22. We'll put the book in your hands. It's on our website, saveus.org. Saveus.org. You can give us a call at 1-800-SAVE-USA. 1-800-SAVE-USA or write to us at Save America Ministries. P.O. Box 70879, Richmond, Virginia, 23255. Again, writing a check at $5 for postage and handling. Okay, do you remember that Jesus said, where your treasure is there will your heart be also? So what if a global godless government decides to, shall we say, commandeer your treasure. That is your money, your property, yes, even your car with a kill switch that Joe Biden has just inaugurated. What if a global government decides to commandeer your treasure and that's going to put a serious pressure on you, on me, on all of us? 
It's the pressure of trust. When we no longer have complete control over the resources that we thought we had, and they have now been put under the complete dominion, the absolute control of a global government and its counterfeit Christ figure. Now what? That's the problem. Now consider this article. came out two days ago. The currency reset is coming. 90% of the nations are planning the digital currency. A new report from the Bank for International Settlements estimates that up to 90% of national central banks are at least in the planning stages for launching a central bank digital currency, CBDC, they call it. And that echoes a March report from the International Monetary Fund, which claimed over 100 nations are at least in the planning stages of releasing their own CBDC, central bank digital currency. So as with all globalist agendas, the push for CBDCs is always part of the so-called current thing. First, it was the response to COVID. Then they could help us halt climate change, right? Then there were response to the war in Ukraine. Using that method, they have moved from a barely discussed fringe idea to regular mainstream coverage, and 90% of the world is trying them all out, all within the space of just a couple years. So these CBDCs are being talked about more and more, and there's one specific feature of them which is being talked about less and less, which is the most dangerous part, and that's programmability. Say it, programmability. What does that mean? Well, programmability is a major feature of digital currency which would allow the issuer to set limits and controls over its use. In other words, could control whether you buy or sell. It would give either the state or the central bank or the corporation issuing the money as wages the power to control how and where the money is spent. Total end of economic freedom coming, and it's coming on a global scale. Are you listening yet? Are you prepared? Have you been preparing your family? I'm not talking about money now. I'm not talking about hiding. I'm talking about preparing your life spiritually. Are you seeking the Lord with a whole heart every day? Men, are you in the Word of God every single day? I'm not talking about taking a little gospel that takes you five seconds to quote some scripture. I'm talking about seriously getting in the Word of God. I'm talking about studying to show yourself approved unto God, a workman that needs not to be ashamed, rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you doing that with your kids? Men, are you truly standing up and becoming the spiritual leader of your home? I'm not talking about taking your kids to church. That's only one small aspect. Do you really have God's viewpoint concerning your life for times like these? As the song of yesteryear said, in times like these, we need a Savior. In times like these, we need an anchor. Be very sure, be very sure that your anchor holds 
and grips the solid rock. Yesterday, this headline, Mark of the Beast, New Tech Lets You Pay With Your Hand. It's been coming, and here it is. The British Broadcasting Corporation News documented a process that lets you pay with your hand. The report, a computer chip implanted in the hand that contains computer code similar to that in a debit card system that allows you to swipe your hand over a contactless reader and the necessary funds are debited from your bank account and transferred to the retailer. The first microchip was implanted in a human in 1998, but the British-Polish company called Walletmore now is cashing in on the idea, and the implant can be used to pay for a drink on the beach in Rio de Janeiro, a coffee in New York, a haircut in Paris, or at your local grocery store. So, our Microchips in hands fulfilling biblical prophecy, prophecy about the mark of the beast that says there will be a mark either on your right hand or on your forehead. And if you receive that mark, you are forever consigned to eternal perdition. Parents, grandparents, pastors, Parachurch leaders, are you seriously preparing your children and grandchildren and those that are trusting your spiritual leadership for not just uh, information about these things, but are you seriously preparing them to be able to stand in the evil day? Pastor Andrew Brunson gave a message to U.S. Christians this last week. Get ready for persecution. He was imprisoned for two years in Turkey on false charges, and he's warning Christians in the U.S. that in an environment of increasing hostility, they need to prepare to face the kind of persecution experienced by fellow believers around the world that haven't been raptured out of it. He confessed that he wasn't prepared for the horrors he suffered in a Turkish prison. He said, I came close to failing, especially during my first year in prison. I was suicidal. I was overcome with fear and despair. I went into relational crisis with God himself, he said. And he said the gatekeepers of American culture are increasingly hostile to those who identify clearly with Jesus and his teaching. He said, I'm not talking about politics, but followers of Jesus on the one hand, and on the other, those who are hostile to followers of Jesus. And he said, American Christians are not prepared to handle persecution. Two wedge issues, he said, are going to drive it. First, the exclusivity of Jesus in salvation, that Jesus is the only way, the only truth, and the only life to God. Second, that Jesus demands obedience from his followers in a number of areas that are hotly contested in our culture, like sexual morality, gender identity, marriage, family, life, and biblical justice, and so on. He said those who are faithful to Jesus and upholding Gospel exclusivity and obedience to Christ are going to be labeled as evil people. And those who persecute us will justify themselves by saying that we are people of hate, that we carry a message of hate. Of hate. So he said, the majority of professing believers are not ready for the pressures of persecution, and it's very dangerous. Are you listening? 
Leonard Ravenhill, prophetic voice of the past, said, Today's church wants to be raptured from responsibility. And there's one recurring issue with the heretics of the Church of America today, and that is that of the rapture. The problem is not with the rapture or the term rapture. The problem is the idea that is being perpetrated that you don't have to prepare for anything. You don't have to prepare for persecution. You don't have to be concerned about anything like that. Everything's wonderful. Everything's sweet. Everything's a candy bar. Everything's easy, easy, easy. Don't worry. We're out of here. It's false teaching, friends. Utter false teaching. There's nowhere in the Bible that specifically authenticates such an idea. What the Bible does say is that we are not, true believers are not appointed to God's wrath. Doesn't say anything about not being appointed to man's wrath, because if it said that, then the whole warning against persecution would be moot, wouldn't have any effect whatsoever, would it? And that's what the rapture, the pre-rapture doctrine is teaching. You don't have to be prepared for anything. You're out of here. So when is that going to start? Did it start for Pastor Bunsen there, two years in a Turkish jail? No. Did it start with Jesus? No. Did it start with any of his apostles? No. When is it going to start? You see, we're playing a game. It's a very dangerous game. And those who have responsibility to prepare people, pastors, parents, grandparents, parachurch leaders, we better start taking seriously Jesus' warning because he's coming soon. But before that comes a counterfeit Christ, and it ain't going to be pretty. Antichrist. How to Identify the Coming Imposter. That book is available on our website, saveus.org. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. Write to us. And seriously, consider becoming a partner, friends. Go to the website. Make your generous gift that way. Give us a call, 1-800-SAVE-USA. We're preparing the way of the Lord for history's final hour. Come on board. Let's do it together. You've been listening to Viewpoint with Chuck Grissmeyer. Viewpoint is supported by the faithful gifts of our listeners. Let me urge you to become a partner with Chuck as a voice to the church declaring vision for the nation. Join us again next time on Viewpoint as we confront the issues of America's heart and home.